podcast world. I know you're probably used to hearing both Joy and I on here, but this episode is going to be a little special. If you've listened to our last episode, we made a big announcement. I guess, rather, I made a big announcement. So, for our new series, we are going to talk about the road to purpose. And for this episode, I am going to share a little bit of my story. So, strap in. I am so excited to share with you all. And let's go. And this Wait, when do I come in? Is a check. Wait, what is this? <laughs> this is not a check. Hi, I'm Ashley. And I'm joining this. Wait, when do I come in? Is a Weird Friends production. <laughs> Welcome to the Challenge Yourself podcast. Two friends, one in mental health and one in public health, decided to get together in the midst of a mind-blowing pandemic. To bring you short but mighty daily messages to lift and encourage your spirit. Tune in. Yep. And challenge yourself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Welcome to the uh-huh. challenge. <laughs> okay, one more time. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Ashley Marcel, and this is My Road to Purpose. When I think about my life, I I love movies. I absolutely love movies. So I think about my life in a, as like a sequence of scenes, almost scenes or chapters in a book. And I I look back at my life up to this point and I can say to me my life seems very sporadic. Things seem to not fit in place like a normal storyline would. So when I think about where I am now and I look back, I I think maybe this story can help someone else. Maybe it can encourage or if nothing else, entertain someone else. So if you'll follow me on this journey, I'm going to go back to childhood, little Ashley. I remember as a little girl, I was one of those children who I say I was a little weird. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a little weird, as we say, on average. I did not like cartoons. I enjoyed medical shows. Yes, as a child, I would watch Life in the ER. I would watch Emergency 911. Those are just shows that I enjoyed. I enjoyed learning about science, learning about the body, learning about medicine. And so from an early age, I just, I fell in love with medicine. And as I got older, uh, that passion never really went away. But I can say that along with that desire that was kind of in me since I was a child, there were a lot of things that I also dealt with. And from a young age, I also dealt with depression. There were some tough situations uh, we went through with my family. And so I found myself as a really sad child, if you will, very inward, not introverted. I think we, we get that term confused. I was very inward, very guarded, um, just very sad, uh, very depressed. And so you have this child with these dreams, right? Uh, going into medicine, studying medicine, helping people. But then you have the added heaviness of depression and 
sadness and, and stress and these things going on. And so inside of me growing up, there was always this fight, this tension in between. And so as I got older, I still continued to love medicine. I graduated from high school and, you know, I just, I made it out. <laughs> I made it out of high school and I did pretty well in high school. I think I, or at least I think I did pretty well in high school. And you all, you will see why this is important a little bit later in the story, but I graduated from high school and I'll never forget that moment. It was a moment in my life. Maybe this was the beginning of the next scene. And I just, I felt this excitement for life, this freedom, if you will, of, oh my goodness, I've made it. I'm an adult now. I can go and live my life. And so I I came out with that excitement. And I remember uh, when it came time to think about school, I actually decided, most people don't know this, I actually looked into going to fashion school. So I looked into different schools in California and (laughs) I actually spoke with the school and everything and I was so close to going. However, it's very expensive to go to fashion school and living in California is very (laughs) expensive. I learned that quickly. So my goal was I wanted to create a fashion line for plus size women because I myself was and is a plus size woman. So that was my dream. So I decided, okay, maybe California isn't right. Let me kind of veer towards business. Maybe I'll go to school for business because again, I wanted to start my own brand. So I applied to Winston-Salem State University. I went there for one year did school, business and everything. And I I quickly realized that while I had this excitement because I'd finished one chapter of my life, those things that were weighing on me back then, depression, just sadness, hurt, pain, all those things didn't go away when I changed scenery. So as I went into school and I started studying business, I did have a boyfriend. I have to throw that in there. That's important. Um, I realized that I was not okay and that I needed to do something differently. So I decided to actually move back home after that first year of school, which was a hard decision. I was going back home, no job, no idea what my future would hold. And, you know, all of that mixed together on top of the fact that my boyfriend and I had broken up and it was not pretty. It was not a pretty breakup. I'll say that. So I went back home really heavy again. And I remember that time in my life saying, okay, I am on a journey. I, okay, we broke up. I kind of spent a little bit of time healing from that. Now let me get back on track. Let me go to doctors, you know, kind of get this depression thing under, you know, get it, get it under wraps and get it together. And I'm going to move on and I'm going to be a doctor. And that was my, in my 18 year old brain, because I actually started school at 17. That was my mindset. And so I was on medicine for depression. I ended up during that year working fast food job and got my first car. And y'all, let me tell you, I got a new car and I just felt like I was on top of the world. And I said, okay, now it's time. I can go back to school for medicine now. And 
I applied to a school that I've always wanted to go to, NC State University. For any of you out there, go Wolfpack. And I went to NC State University. I got accepted. I went to NC State University. And again, it's a new chapter of my life. I'm excited. I'm, you know, I'm going to do this. And in my mind, I, in this stage of my life, I, my passion and my purpose, so I thought, was kind of being molded by what I thought the world would see as acceptable and what I thought the world would see as respectable. And as a child, it was more so, this is my dream. I was just dreaming big, all of the things I could do, business, medicine, all these things. And it kind of morphed a little bit and it became more focused on outside influences um, as I went into NC State as a young adult. And I went to NC State excited, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed again. And this began one of the toughest times in my life. I will honestly say that. I went to state and the first month I was there, I believe it was the first month, I got really sick. There was some kind of virus going around the campus and I caught it. And I, oh my goodness, I missed so many days of class. And it was one of those sicknesses where after you get well, you still feel the residual effects. And, you know, I went from being this teenager who, you know, really I could stay up for nights on end. My family has a history of insomnia and I had a lot of energy. I went from that person to somebody who could sleep all day. I had to fight to get out of bed. And that was even after I got better. So I, I entered this new space, starting all of these science classes and I get sick. <laughs> so adding on to that, I quickly realized that I also was not prepared for this level of coursework. And I say that as someone who really, I made it through school somehow, some way. I think I was good at taking tests. I did pretty well, got into schools, did pretty well. But when it came down to science, I really struggled. And so that bright-eyed, bushy-tailed girl that went into this curriculum Again, I started feeling that weight again, that heaviness of just sadness and depression. And, you know, there was this mindset of you are not good enough. You are not smart enough. This path is not for you. And so, again, it's it was almost adding on to how I felt as a child. And this time it was this thing in me that wanted to pursue medicine and helping people fighting against this idea that you're not good enough. And if you thought you were, your grades are showing you that you're not. So I, oh my goodness, I went into such a state of just despair. I I don't know what else to call it other than despair. And I'm going to be honest about, really honest about this part of my story, because I think that it's important for anybody who's listening to this to understand that it's not just you. You're not alone because someone is going to understand exactly what I'm saying. And so as I went through NC State, I really struggled. Um, I eventually was diagnosed with a learning disability, which was helpful. It was helpful to know, um, you know, that that was an issue. However, 
the depression was never really dealt with. The root of that was never really dealt with either. And there were plenty of times, and I'm just going to be honest, y'all, plenty of times where I was like, death would be better than this. I, I cannot take one more day of this fighting to pass, fighting for, a, you know, a, a something I thought was supposed to be my purpose. I'm fighting for it and I'm failing. And I, I just, I felt like I just wanted to die. There were days where I just wanted to die. And the only reason I didn't is because the only reason I never really tried, if you will, is because when I was a little girl and I don't know what you all believe, um, from a young age, I always had this feeling that I was supposed to do something in this life, something to help people, something important. I I always had the understanding and you know, from the age of a little girl, I always felt like that was from God. Again, I don't know what you all believe, but I, back then that's, I just had this in me where I just knew that God had told me that. And so whenever I felt that, that intense sadness and darkness, and I just felt like I couldn't fight anymore. And I felt like giving up. That was the only thing I I could hold on to. And I'm being so honest. That was the only thing that I could grasp in that moment to keep going. And so I found myself at graduation day from NC State with a degree in biology, concentration in human biology. And I I still to this day, I say it is a miracle that I made it to the end, blood, sweat and tears. And so I remember that time At this point, I had met my then fiance and we'd been dating for a while and he was there at graduation and all these things. And graduation, most people probably think is a time where you would feel excited and free. And again, that excitement to enter the workforce or into the world or start your business or whatever it is. And I just remember feeling heavy during that time and After graduation, once all the hype had gone down, I found myself in an apartment, just me and my fiance at the time, and I was miserable. I was completely miserable. It was like I had fought so hard to get to this point, and I'm in a relationship that's not healthy at this point. Neither of us were healthy because two unhealed people can't heal each other. Two people who were coming together for codependency or just to feel loved or to fill a void, that kind of relationship is just not healthy. And that's basically what we had. And so I wasn't healthy, wasn't in a good relationship. And I just, I didn't know what to do next because I knew I couldn't apply to medical school, not with my grades. I had done better by the end of undergrad, but I knew there was no way I was going to get in. So I could get a job. I could do something like that. But honestly, at that point, I, that, that depression that I keep talking about, and I keep saying that because it's, it's very important to understand that this, when I talk about the road to purpose, a lot of that road to purpose, the only reason I even got to where I am now, what I'll talk about a little bit later is because I had to go on a journey of healing and before I could even really understand my purpose or understand pieces of my purpose. And so I, I felt that depression again, and those times got really dark again. 
and I'm in a different town away from my family with my fiance at the time. And I remember having this thought one day, I, I wasn't working. I was just, I was not okay. I was not okay. And there's no way I could have held a job. I was just not okay. And I remember I would sleep all day. I'd be in the bed all day, sleep all day and just eat, eat and sleep. And that's all I could do. And I, one day I got to a point where I was just so, I was so exhausted. I was just so tired of what my life was looking like and just the lack of anything substantial in my life. And I remember praying and I said, or, or I don't know, I may have just said it out loud. And I said, if I stay here like this, I'm going to die. And I don't mean to be morbid, you all, but I did. I knew it. I knew that if I stayed in that space, I was going to die in that bed. And I just knew it with everything in me. And I remember falling asleep after that. And I had a dream. And that dream was very vivid, <laughs> very clear. And in that dream, I actually... I saw kind of my future if I didn't do something differently and the future if I decided to go down this path. And so with that, my fiance and I broke up. Um, Don't be too sad for him. He moved on very quickly. (laughs) So we broke up and I, again, no job, no prospects, no understanding of what my future would hold. I moved back home with my family and so this was the second time and this time was harder than the first because I didn't have any kind of plan I just knew that I needed to go home I knew that I wasn't okay and I was desperate to to get something better find something better than what I was experiencing at the moment so I moved home this was 2012 and this time I decided I'm going to take a year and I'm going to get some healing because I am broken. I am burnt out and I, I just can't move. And so I came home. I found a church here in the area and I just started connecting with people. That was another issue. I was very much people call it a loner. I was very much. What's the word? Just. I didn't connect with people. I didn't want to open up to people. I didn't want to be close to people. I just wanted to stay in my own little world. And I knew that one of the ways I was going to heal is I had to make connections with people who could show me something different than the stories that I would replay in my mind. So I I met some wonderful people um, during some of these groups at church and I started doing well coming up to 2013 so by this point you guys can do the math um 2013 at the same church I ended up finding out about an internship program now I'd already had a bachelor's degree this internship program looked like it was for kids looked like it was for people straight out of high school but I knew that it was something that I was supposed to do, even though I didn't want to do it. I wanted to, again, apply for grad school. But with friends and lots of prayer, I decided to take that step and join the internship program at my church. And the funny thing about it is it was a faith-based program, yes, but the program was actually to build leadership skills. 
And that was an area I never really touched. I never looked at myself as a leader. So actually going into this program that, again, I thought was for kids, I was afraid because I'm not a leader. What am I going to do here? And I will tell you this, and I will tell anybody this, that year, it was a one-year program that I did, that one year changed my life in the sense of it challenged some of my biggest fears. It made me look some of my fears in the face and then walk through them. So I would have never spoken in front of a crowd of people. I found myself speaking in front of hundreds of people. I found myself teaching, never thought I'd be teaching. I found myself having to lead, having to physically lead. And it, it broke a lot of barriers down that I had held up to quote unquote, protect myself from being hurt or whatever I thought was going to happen, that program began to break down those barriers that had really been chaining me down and holding me down in life. Um, And that also started to kind of deal with some of the depression and I started to get some healing from things that have happened in my life. And so after that program, I again went back to this space of, okay, now it's time to go to graduate school. I think by this point I was like 24. Now it's time to go to graduate school. And the opportunity opened up for me to actually work for the same inter, um, inter, uh, inter internship program that I had just finished. So I decided to take that position and I worked for that internship program I did, I was a the um, program coordinator. I did that until 2018. So doing the math here, okay, <laughs> I went from childhood to school to home to school to home <laughs> to internship to working for the internship. Now it's 2018. And I'm 29 years old. Okay. And (laughs) quite frankly, I got to 29. All of these dreams I had in the past, I I started looking at myself and looking at my life and I just knew, okay, now is the time. I I said to myself, Ashley, now is the time to go for things that you've always dreamt of. And I decided, okay, it's time for me to switch positions. So I ended up getting a new job. I worked at a a medical facility, which is interesting. Um, Worked that job. And I said, now it's time for graduate school. (laughs) So this is probably the third time I've said it now um, at 29. So I applied to graduate school. I wrote essays. And I mean, I talked to the advisors and I did everything I could. And I applied to graduate schools, both online schools and schools in my area for public health. Because, you know, at this point, I finally gone back to my medical roots where I knew I wanted to be in the healthcare field. But after doing an internship program that forced me really to work with the community, to really see people and work with people one-on-one directly, I realized, okay, no, I I want to work in the preventative medicine side. So I decided public health, that's where I need to be. 
And so I applied to these schools and I sent my applications in only to get denied from all of the schools. And at this point, I was devastated, devastated. And to add on to that, uh, this was also another tough time in my life. And this was more so, this was definitely a transition time in my life of leaving one space, going to a new space, a new job, and now deciding to go to graduate school. But it was very tough. It was a very tough time. There was a lot of loss of relationships at this time. Um, it, it was very difficult. And so to get rejected from every school, just I I felt like I had failed. I felt like the biggest failure. And I said, what am I supposed to do? You know, is it, my life going to always be I felt like it's my life just always going to be subpar, you know, always at the, at the, um, just the sea level, if you will, just kind of, I'm just kind of making it. Will I ever be walking in, you know, people say what you're walking in your purpose. And I always looked at that as when I get up in the morning, I don't care how hard the day is or how much I have to do. I love what I'm doing. And I, I asked, I, I just asked the question out loud, like, am I ever going to get to that place in my life or will I always be fighting? And, and I think it's all those emotions just came back. All those emotions from fighting my way through school in undergrad, fighting my way, you know, through dealing with depression and fighting my way through unhealthy relationships and trying to heal from that. Like, and I felt like, am I always going to be fighting? And so I, I just, I went through this season, really this, I think it was probably a year and a, a little over a year and a half where it was just a lot of me again, going to another place of getting healing. And when I talk about getting healing, guys, I want to, again, be very specific with this because I think it's going to help people. I decided that with everything that had happened in my life, I mean, it it probably could be a book. um, I said, I'm going to therapy. And I know that that's something that is taboo in some families and some cultures, you know, maybe, but, or maybe just to you. But I decided I'm going to get therapy. I'm going to get help. And so in 2018, end of the year, right before I turned 30, I connected with a therapist. And so I went into my 30th birthday. Very interesting. Uh, Didn't quite know where I was going. But I went into my 30th birthday knowing that whatever it took, I was going to become a healthy me because I knew that Becoming healthy was the only way I was ever going to be able to help other people live better lives. So I I kind of took on the project of taking care of me. And I went into 2019 with that mindset, dedicating myself to therapy, dedicating myself to healing, surrounding myself with friends and family. And I actually ended up having the opportunity to do a graduate certificate in public health. So I did that online, went to Capella University. And again, I I was not happy about having to do this. I'm not going to pretend. I was mad. I wanted to start my master's program. I had fought for it and I wanted to do that, but no school would touch me. So the only opportunity I got was to do a certificate. And I said, okay, if this certificate program will finally get me (laughs) to where I need to be, 
I will do it. I might be mad. I might be reluctant, but I'm going to work as hard as I can because I'm getting to where I said I want to be to where I feel like I'm supposed to be. And I remember it was around this time. A friend of mine had a, she did a conference for her birthday. And there was one thing she said at that conference. She said, you need to set your debut date. And, and that meant whatever goal you had, it could have been to lose weight. It could have been anything, write your book, set a debut date. And by that date, you're going to debut yourself, whatever, for whatever that thing was. And I remember at that moment, I said, summer 2020 was my debut date. I'll never forget it. Summer 2020 is my debut date. Didn't quite know what that meant, but I knew it was my debut date. So we go through 2019 and it was some hard work. I will be honest. I did a lot of hard soul work on myself. And at the same time, and getting that soul work done, I was in school. I was taking this graduate certificate program and I was working full time. So uh, there were all these things going on on top of my friends and I just started, um, decided to start um, just a, a business to help women. So just doing, creating content to help women, doing, you know, things like shows and things like that, just to encourage women. So I had all this going on during that year. And I, those were some tough days. It definitely showed me who I was. It it tore down any kind of veil I could have had. It was real raw. 2019 got raw. I, I will say that truthfully. And I fought my way through that year, but I knew as hard as it got, as scary as it was, as uncertain as my future was, because I didn't, I had no guarantee that I was going to finally get into my master's program. I had no idea. I said, whatever it takes, though, I am going to become healthy. Whatever that looks like, whatever that means for my future career, business, whatever, I am going to be healthy. And so I went through that year dedicated to improving me taking care of me. So enter 2020. Again, I had another birthday, went through New Year's, all of these things, which is, you know, it's very different. This birthday was very different. I was turning 31 and, you know, some of the ideas I had in my head of what that would have looked like, no husband, no children, still trying to get into school, let alone finish school. Um, it's, you know, not quite financially stable, kind of just keeping my head above water. It wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be, but I knew that something was changing. So I, I went into 2020 knowing that something was changing, but knowing that the work wasn't done and that's important as well. And so we get to 2020 and before everything happened, we, you know, we had our business going for these women and I am still working full time. And at this point, I'm almost finished with my certificate. I'm almost done with the graduate certificate. Now it's time to think about grad school again. And this time my mindset was completely different. I did not care (laughs) about what society thought about what path I chose. I did not really care about outside influences. At this point, I finally decided I want to do public health because 
I want people to live healthier lives, better lives than I even did. I want to help people understand that there is a way to live a good life. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be this person or that person, but you can live a better life. And so, you know, and when it came to things like healthcare inequality and just all of the issues I saw going on in just the minority community, I am a minority, just in the community, I just knew they needed an advocate. They needed someone to fight for them, to be their voice. And so finally, I had a passion, right? So we're talking about the road to purpose. And I finally am starting to see parts of this purpose we've been talking about. And, you know, and it didn't have anything to do with anyone else. This came from inside, you know? And so I went through this program and I decided I'm going to apply to grad school one more time. I said one last time. If I don't get in this time and I prayed this time again, I said, God, if I don't get in, then I know it is not your will. And, but if I do get in Lord, then I will follow the open door. And that was my prayer. That was my prayer. And I left it at that. And again, it was, I'm not going to say it was easy finishing those classes, doing stuff, you know, um, on the side with business And being at work full time was very, it was a lot, but I I just wasn't going to stop. So I started to get my applications in, got to that point and Corona happened. (laughs) And as Corona is happening, you know, then we have all of the murders happening that we're seeing for uh, police brutality. And, you know, then we we're getting into fighting for equal rights again and, you know, and all of these things. And so all of this is going on at the same time. And I just don't know where my life is going at this point. I am like, okay, I need some kind of answer. Am I going to A? Am I going to B? Do I just need to stay where I am? Do I need to let all these dreams go? And so I, this was right before I decided to submit my application. And I remember looking at the applications and I said, I have to choose the programs that I want to apply to. And most of the programs were general public health or something like that. There was one program at one school that was a master's for epidemiology. And I, (laughs) I'll tell this part now. When I was in high school, so before I even began this journey, all this long puzzle journey to college, I wanted to do epidemiology. I'll never forget sitting in a classroom and we had a doctor come in. This was in high school, probably 11th grade. I was a junior and a doctor came in and we got to interview him. And I told him, I said, you know, I really want to study epidemiology and you know if you don't know what that is epidemiology is basically the definition is it's the study of incidence and distribution and control of disease in the population so basically what that means is the epidemiologists they study the rate of occurrence for diseases in populations they study the spread of that disease in populations and then they work to control that illness or that disease or that public health crisis in the population. And I just, I love that kind of work. It was investigative. It was medicine still, but it, you know, it was kind of preventative if you will. Um, And so I love that kind of work. And 
that's what I said I wanted to do in that doctor. I'll never forget. I told him that. And he looked at me and, and just with this, the voice of when someone's just like, oh, really? He said to me, oh, that's a lot of statistics. And that's all he said to me. And there was no encouragement, no nothing. And there was something about that that really crushed that dream. And I said, well, maybe this isn't what I wanted to do. So hence why I never pursued epidemiology back then. But I saw that epidemiology was going to be offered at one grad school. So I decided I'm going to apply. It was an, it was a school I never really thought that I would get into, honestly. I never thought that I would go there. I applied and said, well, if I get in, I get in. If I don't, I don't. You know, I never really expected it. I thought I was just going to do general public health. So I send in those applications and now it's a waiting game and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I mean, this journey has now brought me to 2020 and I'm working, I'm doing these things, I'm getting healing and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm, I'm genuinely feeling better now. I feel like, okay, now I'm living. I really felt that way. And probably two weeks ago, two weeks ago now, I got some admissions decisions. One school I didn't get into. Okay. That was Boston University. I might as well just say it out there. Didn't get into it. Okay, fine. I knew that I had the opportunity to continue at Capella online. And so I knew that that was a door that I could walk through for a mat. It was a general master's in public health. And then I applied to another school in Florida and I got in. It was a conditional acceptance. It was conditional, but I got in and I said, oh my gosh, this is one of the schools I really wanted to go to. I couldn't believe it. And that program was, it wasn't general public health, but it was in a different field. All that boils down to, I finally got the letter for the school that I applied for epidemiology. Didn't think I'd get in. I opened the letter, full acceptance, no conditions. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I was shocked. I got into um, the Masters of Epidemiology program at the University of Iowa. I would have never imagined that that's where I would have gone or that that's what I would be. And after, again, a lot of prayer, you'll see there was a lot of prayer going on um, through this road to purpose, if you will. I knew, I knew that that's where I was supposed to be. And I was reminded of my desire as a young girl in high school, even though that desire kind of morphed a little bit. And first of all, I don't think that there's only just one path. I still love fashion. I still want to have my own business. There are still other things that I want to do, but those things don't require a degree. This does. <laughs> so, you know, I, as a young girl, my path kind of went all these different ways, but I was reminded of that girl in high school who said she wanted to do epidemiology and, and just loved that field and to get accepted into that program. It really culminated all of those years of my life from high school, you know, to graduation 2011 to 2020. And so at 31, almost 32 years old, I will be picking up my entire life. And I will be following my road to purpose out to Iowa because I know that that's a part of my purpose. A part. It's not the total 
purpose, but it's a part of what I know I have been created to do. Part of what I, how I know I'm supposed to give back to people and to society. And I, I say all that and I hope that this story is encouraging someone because your road may not look like someone else's road. But it's your road and you have to follow your road or you will never feel satisfied. You will never feel that that excitement to do what you're doing if you try to stay in a box. And so I hope that my story has somehow encouraged you um, or motivated you or inspired you to follow that road to purpose. And if you don't even know what that is, maybe to find it. But my road to purpose began with me finding me. I had to figure out and find out who I was before I could even see purpose. So with that Challenge Yourself podcast family, I am so inspired to sharing this with you. I hope that this has been something that has encouraged you. And just to let you know, we will be going live. We will be going live tomorrow and I will be sharing more about my story. There are so many details I just couldn't share right now. So, all right. Love you guys. See you later. On Wednesday, July 8th, we'll be going live on the challenge.courage Facebook page Yep, we'll be going live there and hear more from Ashley on her story and we'll talk more uh, as we look at the journey to purpose, the path to purpose, the road to purpose, um, the path of purpose. So tune in with us 6.30 p.m. Eastern on July 8th, that's Wednesday, live for our first ever live podcast featuring Ashley. Let's go. Tune in to find out what happens next. Become a weird friend by joining our 24-7 community featuring blogs, forums, and weekly inspiration. Start now by following challenge.courage on Instagram and Facebook. And email us your thoughts, comments, and questions at nofakersinfo at gmail.com. Ciao.